Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday the 31st of August. Today, Collingwood finds the man to lead them off the bottom of the ladder. The Roosters pay the price for their poor choice of words. The Jake Paul boxing circus rolls on. And Lewis Hamilton fearlessly drives in excess of 300 kilometres an hour. But what did he see at the Belgian Grand Prix that will haunt his dreams? But first... The US Open is here, but unfortunately, none of the cool kids have turned up. Where are all the hot people? Well, I mean, there are still some pretty attractive players in the tournament, but just some of the bigger names aren't playing. Roger Federer, gone. To feel better, I will need to will need surgery. So I decided to do it. I'll be on crutches for for many weeks and then also uh, out of the game for many months. Rafael Nadal, out. I am very sorry to to announce that I will not be able to to keep playing tennis during the 2021 season. Venus Williams, unavailable. I too am unable to play the US Open. It's super, super, super disappointing. Sofia Kinen, Milos Raonic, Dominic Thiem, Stan Wawrinka, all not playing in the US Open for one reason or another, which puts Novak Djokovic in the driver's seat to complete the calendar Grand Slam for the men and places our Ash Barty on the doorstep of history. Australian Samantha Stozer in straight sets is the champion of the United States Open. It's been 10 years since Sam Stozer triumphed over Serena Williams at the US Open final, but world number one Barty heads into this year's tournament as not only the favourite, but without the threat of Serena Williams, who will miss the tournament for the first time since 2017. She's not coming back. Barty is attempting to become the first Australian since John Newcomb in 1973 to win multiple Grand Slam tournaments after she already triumphed in Wimbledon earlier this year. Barty's campaign will kick off against Russian Vera Zvonareva in the early hours of tomorrow morning, while the ever-watchable Nick Kyrgios has a tough round one matchup this morning against Spanish number 18 seed Roberto Bautista Agut. The crowd electric. The action underway. Paul in the orange and black with LED and Woodley in the white with pink and blue. Yesterday, YouTuber Jake Paul took the next step in his boxing journey when he went head-to-head with former UFC champion Tyron Woodley. And while Paul owned the early rounds, midway through the fight, Woodley threatened to put a stop to Paul's boxing rise. He's fired, and Paul gets rocked by Woodley. He held on to the rope. And he held on, and now Woodley beginning to feel himself. There's a jab by Woodley. Crowd on its feet. But after the fight went the distance, a split decision went in favour of Paul keeping his perfect record intact, but Woodley wasn't having it, demanding a rematch straight after the result was announced. And Paul agreed, on one condition. If you get the tattoo, I love Jake Paul, let's run it back. Ben, let's go. Agreeing to fights based on tattoos. That is what has become of the gentleman's sport of boxing. After a season to forget, Collingwood finally looks set for some positive news with a three-time premiership player of the Brisbane Lions dynasty set to step into the breach of the head coaching role. The signs that Michael Voss is the best option. Ah, no, not not Vossy. Simon Black, how did he get out of there? No, no, it's not Blackie either. Jonathan Brown, haven't seen a lot of it lately. No, no, not Jonathan Brown. Look, we could play this game all day because that Brisbane side was loaded with stars. But it's a lesser light who looks ready to jump into the Magpies hot seat. Craig McRae is set to be announced as the new coach of Collingwood. Fox Footy's Tom Morris is reporting the former Brisbane Lions premiership player 
hasn't been offered the job yet, but the board is expected to confirm the appointment in the coming days. Greg McRae played 195 games, including the three premierships with the Brisbane Lions, and has spent time as an assistant coach at Collingwood, Richmond, and this year at the Hawks. And while he might not have the superstar rep of some of his former teammates, McRae does have the endorsement of his former premiership coach, the great Lee Matthews, as heard on SEN. Fly, as his distinct name was at, uh, at the Lions, I mean, he was a great player for us, but he's a school teacher, so the school teacher training yes. is a good training now for uh, for any kind of sort of management teaching. So I think Fly is, is like a, a coach of the of the modern era in his, uh, in his general personality. While Latrell Mitchell is paying the price for his high shot on Joey Manu in the form of a six-week suspension from last Friday night, the Roosters have had to pay a much more literal price. Henry Perinara sitting in the bunker, didn't stop play, didn't do anything about it, then Ashley asked them to play on, and then the players went at it again, and then he just missed it completely. Perinara, who's supposed to know some footy, sitting up in the box and then doesn't do anything about it for maybe 30, 40, 50 seconds, doesn't do a thing about it. Joey Manu does something about it. It's a common theme of this year about the NRL and the bunker not looking after our players. $40,000 to be exact. That is the cost of those words by Roosters coach Trent Robinson in the post-match press conference after last Friday's game, where he criticised the match official, in particular bunker referee Henry Perinara, as well as alleged abuse towards match officials during last Friday's game. And in what will probably come as cold comfort for the Roosters, the NRL's head of football elite competitions, Graham Annesley, today admitted in his weekly briefing yesterday that the referees had made a mistake. From our perspective, uh, we acknowledged virtually immediately that we felt that the the bunker didn't advise the referee, the on-field referee, to take harsh enough action in that instance. uh, And we believe that uh, the bunker should have Uh, asked for the player or advised the referee to dismiss the player from the field. Sure, he didn't utter the word sorry or apologise, but trust me, that is about as close as you'll ever get to an apology from an NRL official when it comes to a referee making a mistake. Yesterday, the Belgian Grand Prix became the shortest race in the history of Formula One after it lasted just two laps before it was called off due to bad weather. Ladies and gentlemen, the race will not resume The decision has been made. Max Verstappen wins the Belgian Grand Prix. The torrential rain in Spa, Belgium, forced the race organisers to take the unusual step of having the cars complete two full laps of the course behind the safety car, which allowed the Grand Prix to count for points, before stopping it completely and awarding the victory to Red Bull's Max Verstappen, who had qualified fastest. George Russell from Williams took out second, and reigning champion Lewis Hamilton took out third. Yeah, I love racing, and and obviously in in the rain and... Today was just hardcore conditions. Somebody would have got hurt if we had started the race. Hamilton speaking after the race, but it wasn't the conditions on track that left Hamilton with bad memories of the Belgian Grand Prix. Speaking on his team radio before the race, Hamilton shared a bathroom experience with his team. Glad I went to the toilet, but the one I went to, someone had dropped a crazy bomb in there. It was the worst thing ever. Oh my God, that bastard left the floater! Lewis Hamilton was given a taste of what every person who's ever been to a music festival knows about Portloose. Unless you're the first one in it for the day, it's a truly terrifying experience. It's going to haunt me for life. Which is quite a statement from a man who drives cars in excess of 300 kilometres an hour on a daily basis. 
And that is your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for Tuesday, the 31st of August. I'm Liam Flanagan, and don't forget, if you want to support Australia's Paralympic athletes who are meddling at the Tokyo Games, you can do so by heading to gofundme.com forward slash equality for Paralympians. There is a fund there where you can donate if you're in a position to do so. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.